Welcome to my testimony. And uh, today, D, we have a remarkable young man. He is. Yeah, I know. He um, he's one of our own, <laughs> one of our plantation SDA church own. Yeah. And, yep, and uh, I want to introduce Lemuel. Lemuel, I want to introduce you to the world. Welcome to my testimony. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yep, and um, you know, I know you have a, a very unique story, and uh, we can't wait to get into it. And uh, we're all going to be blessed by it. So, you know, welcome again. We're so excited to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Before we get into this testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. Thank you for Lemuel. Thank you for his story. I pray that as he shares with us today, that we will be blessed by it. And that everyone who is listening will, will grow and that we'll all have uh, experience with you as we listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Lemuel, tell us a little bit about yourself. We know you go to Plantation Church. We've seen you preach. So let us know where you go to school and a little bit about your family, etc. Yes, no problem. Um, I was born in Adventure Hospital in Miami, Florida. Um, at the age of two years old, I moved to um, Broward County. Um, originally, I attended church in Miami. Um, up until about two years ago, I started, um, you know, slowly attending plantation. I attend Greater Miami Adventist Academy um, in Tam, Miami, Florida. I am a senior, um, and by the grace of God, I'll be graduating um, this year. Um, 18 years old, and yeah, pretty wow. much. All right. So, awesome. so basically, awesome. basically, you're gonna be having a COVID graduation, COVID right? How, how is yeah. you know, how was right? school this last year mm. though? Because uh, we're we're in a year now, exactly yeah. a year since we've been shut down. How is that for you so far? Mm. Right, um, school school's been definitely um, transition, and uh, it has been good in some areas and other areas. Um, unfortunately, it has not been, in my personal opinion. I know a lot of my classmates and I were looking forward to various events mm -hmm. that the seniors especially right. were supposed to, you know, take um, partake in. However, um, you know, we've been shut down. We're online, uh, most mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. And there's been, you know, some good aspects of it, obviously. Um, the school is a bit far from me, so mm -hmm. I don't have to wake up at um, 530 in the morning every more, mm -hmm. anymore. Right. to attend school okay um, yeah wake up a couple minutes before class okay brush my, brush <laughs> right. my teeth and then, yeah <laughs> you, you probably go to classes in your, in your pajamas bottoms right um to be do you honest have to wear yeah. uniform? do you have to wear um uniform? no oh. no we 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 they they enforce they try to enforce the rule at the beginning of the school year However, they realized that um, it was difficult, so they just let us be. 
Oh, okay. 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 Well, especially you being a senior, I'm sure you get a little bit more, you know, yeah. leverage, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So, um, so you have a very unique uh, journey. Um, mm. Yeah. Tell, tell us about, yeah, let, let's start from the beginning with, yeah. you, with, you, with your journey, with, with your story. experiences. Yeah. Definitely. Um, from the beginning, I have been a part of the Ventus Church. Uh, my parents grew up in the Ventus Church, so mm. I was um, raised um, in the church. Okay. And um, the values were instilled in me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one occasion where I could say um, I was saved by God. Okay. Uh, life was spared. Right. And at the moment, I wasn't really aware of what was going on. Um, I was about maybe two years old before I moved to Broward County. Mm. My parents are the one who keep retelling me the story and I never forget it because I feel as though that was a crucial moment in my life. Um, We were at church at a week of prayer. And while the pastor was praying, um, I was next to my parents on the pews. My Mm. parents had eyes closed and everything. And um, I decided to um, basically stick my hand into my mother's purse and, you know, just looking around. Mm-hmm. I remember my mother, you know, going back and forth, telling me to, you know, close my eyes, right. listen to the prayer. Mm-hmm. However, um, every time she closed her eyes, I went back into her purse. And okay. I remember picking up um, a candy just a hard candy, one of those mints, mm. the green and white ones, the, the striped one. Yeah. And um, just tearing up the the wrapper and just swallowing it whole. Wow. Uh, and honestly, I think that's probably the last part I remember because everything else is blurry. Uh, mm. My parents are the one who told me what happened after that. Uh, my father was the first one to hear me um, begin choking, um, gasping for air while they were praying. He looked at me, uh, my mother, you know, just panicked. um, And my father took me outside. Luckily, we were right next to the exit um, from the sanctuary. He took me outside um, and basically um, just performed um performed well by the grace of god um was able to remove the piece of candy mm. um that was stuck in my throat so everything else was blurry for me at the moment um what i remember afterwards was waking up in the car um actually going back home okay. so i can't even remember what took place when we were outside when we went back inside the church all i remember was heading back home and every time I hear the story, it's it's amazing to me because that could have been my last day um, right. on earth. Right. Yeah, so it, it's definitely a moment that I always try to remember mm-hmm. and um, I try to be um, grateful for. Okay. Amen. Okay. Amen. Wow. So, so uh, do you leave candy alone now since then? <laughs> um, I'm actually not a sweet tooth. Um, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a sweet tooth mm-hmm. when it comes to candy. Um, even, even certain cakes, if there's too much frosting, I can't really okay. deal with it. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm not much of a sweet tooth. 
Got you. Got you. I stick to home cooking. I love home cooking. That's the way to do it. Yep. So you preached the other day for youth ministries, actually about a month ago. Uh, A year ago. Right. The seventh. Oh, yeah. It was was a year ago. Wow. Yeah, you were the speaker. And you told a very unique story. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and your journey? Yes. Um, that story was, first of all, in the process of actually coming up with um, something to give to the people. Obviously, mm-hmm. I try my best to always make sure that the message that I'm giving is not something that I just merely thought of, mm-hmm. but something that I know God was you know, placing in my heart to give to his people. Right. I didn't want the message to be forced. And at the same time, I felt as though that responsibility to give a message um, that specifically, in a sense, catered to the youth. Right. Um, I wanted them to receive it and actually understand um, what the message was about. And um, after, you know, praying and asking for Holy Spirit, um, I realized that my story, um, the lesson that I learned over the years was something I know not only I was struggling with, um, but many other youth were struggling with. Mm-hmm. And um, that was basically developing that connection mm-hmm. um, with God. Right. My story, um, in a sense, like I said, I grew up in an Adventist church. My parents sent me to um, Adventist schools. I started off um, at a school um, called Broward Junior Academy, which is um, near Sinai. It's a Haitian church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started off there. I obviously, you know, knew all of the rules, um, the principles, what we were um, to do as Seventh Day Adventists, what wasn't allowed, um, how we were supposed to spend um, our lives with God. Mm-hmm. However, it was never, you know, truly instilled in me. Um, and what I mean by that is, I was taught all of these things. My parents continuously tried to make sure it was you know um driven into my head however making the conscious effort um and saying that i truly you know wanted to abide by these principles Mm. that didn't that didn't really um take place until later on in my life at school especially um i was i wasn't the type to um really go ahead and get in trouble, like, you know, on the streets or anything like that. Right. However, I did struggle with um, being respectful um, to my elders, so meaning my teachers. Uh, you know, I struggled with, um, I'd often make, you know, smart remarks. Um, I'd often usually try to disrespect the teacher um, in a way, sometimes, it wasn't intentional right and other times if i was just really you know upset that day mm-hmm. i would um act in a disrespectful manner specifically um i know at broward junior academy um, there were instances where uh, my parents would have to be called mm-hmm. um and it was always for the same reason mm-hmm. your son whenever you know he's reprimanded or um a teacher had something to say to me instead of you know, taking that into consideration mm-hmm. and um, acting on um, what was said, I would just, you know, have a smart remark. Right. I'd mm. maybe laugh at what the teacher was telling me 
whisper something under my breath. And at the moment, it didn't seem like anything significant. You know, I just um, thought that, you know, if you told me something, I just assumed I had the right to, you know, say something back. Right. Uh, and I was wrong um, in most of those instances. I know I, I attended Sawgrass Adventist um, Academy. Okay. Uh, that's where I met, you know, some of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. I worked a lot um, on, you know, my academics, never really had problems with that. However, that same trend um, followed me to Sawgrass Finish School. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, you know, with Miss Kathy, Mr. Gentillo, a lot of these um, individuals, it was always the same problem. Mm-hmm. I often got mad too easily anytime um, I was told um, to act, you know, a certain way. I felt as though, you know, them not being my parents, right. I felt as though that I didn't really owe them the same respect that I owed my parents. Right? Mm. Um, I would never in a million years say the things that I said to my to my teachers. I would never say that to my parents. Oh, wow. I guess that was just a respect that I had for, for them from the right. beginning. However, when it came to other, um, other elders, um, not elders of the church, but those who are older than me, like teachers, mm-hmm. I didn't grant them that same um, level of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, up until I remember at one point, um, one teacher pulled me aside and um, he was actually my Pathfinder instructor. Okay. He pulled me aside at my mm-hmm. other church and um, he realized that I had a responsibility um, to my fellow peers, my classmates, my friends at church because a lot of them looked up to me in a sense and a lot of them really followed the things that I was um, doing, both good and bad. Right. right. At one point he made me realize that the way you're acting doesn't simply affect you and your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You can, you know, either be a catalyst or you you can kind of destroy, you know, the perception and lives of your fellow classmates. Right. and um, friends mm-hmm. and that really stuck to me because um, I didn't want to be responsible mm-hmm. for my friends the ones I care about um, the people I care about I didn't want to be responsible for them basically ending up in a bad position in their lives right. um, and that really stuck with me so I decided I remember to pray on it um, in middle school, I decided to pray on it. I decided to ask God um, for patience. Mm-hmm. I decided to ask God um, for wisdom and understanding because at this point in my life, I understand that, you know, you don't have to make a smart remark. You don't have to always speak right. for someone to realize that, you know, right. yep. you're confident or you understand what you're doing. Yeah. So I really prayed on it. Um, definitely struggled a bit afterwards. However, I remember towards my last year attending Sawgrass Fenner School, that was, pro- yeah, that was the only year I could say where um, I didn't really have any phone calls going home. Oh wow! Mm. From attitude, um, I didn't have to go to Miss Kathy's office and okay. speak to her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was. 
that was the only year I can say during then where um, at that school, I decided to you know, be respectful. There were plenty of times where I can be honest, I was tempted to say something because it was still in me, right? Right. Um, yeah, there were plenty of times when it came to, you know, teachers, the way um, they spoke to me certain mm -hmm. times, I would want to, you know, retaliate. Right. In the However, you know, I try to be patient with myself. I try to take into consideration that I have my fellow classmates looking at me and I didn't want to give them the wrong idea that, you know, because I'm disrespecting a certain individual, you can do the same thing too. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and by the grace of God, at Greater Miami Adventist Academy, um, often when I tell teachers or my friends that I met over there, that story, they can't really believe it. Um, wow. Truly, by the grace of God, um, now I've, I've changed to the point where I feel as though eighth grade, I was mainly forcing it, like trying to keep myself under control. Right. However, um, in my high school years, it was the complete opposite. Like there are some things where I know some of my classmates were like, yo, you're going to let him say that to you. You're going to, um, mm. you're just going to allow that to take place. Mm. And for some reason, for mm. some reason, it didn't really seem significant. Mm. It didn't really seem as though that I needed to say anything back. I just, you know, just let God deal with it yeah. and wow. go about my day. And I realized it aided me a lot um, in the sense of just finding that um, peace in your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not cool. Right. It's not um, impressive. I guess I had that mentality that, you know, at first it was something cool to do, like just, you know, speak back to people mm. and whatnot. Obviously, I always encourage others to stand up for themselves, however, in a respectful manner. Right, right. There's no need for disrespect. Right. You know, approach the person, right. you know, sit down with them, speak to them. Um, and you should be good. Right. So, yeah, that was, um, the, the first stage really, um, of my life, the first, you know, big step to Christ that I took. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. So, um, um what, what do you think what was causing that, um, where did that come from? You think, where, where, where did that, that, that place where? Where did that come from inside of you to to have that type of um, attitude? It's basically you had a, you had a, you just had an attitude where you just wanna you know I'm I'm Lemuel man you don't know who I am so you know you better you right. know, recognize where, where do you think that came from? Um, if I'm being honest, I've asked myself that question um, numerous times. However, I, I can't really pinpoint where it came from because i know like i i tend to look at my parents and try you know analyze their life mm -hmm. and ask them you know what things you know they struggled with and they've always been incredibly open with me right however they've never really been like that uh, my parents are two in my opinion um, humble individuals mm -hmm. they've my mother was the quietest person she's still the quietest person right. that i know right you know she, she tends to, you know, kind of stay low key. She doesn't, you know, love the attention. Um, she, she basically stays in a, her little corner and she's content with that. Right. Um, my father is a bit more open. You know, he can laugh. He can joke around with you. Mm -hmm. However, when it comes to being composed right. and 
um, you know, staying patient. He's never really struggled with that. So it's it's actually really fascinating. I don't know where, you know, it, it came from. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't really pinpoint it, to be right. honest. Right. Okay. So the rest of your story was talking about now you're on this trajectory, this path, this new path that you're understanding how to compose yourself. How was God talking to you during that time? Yes, um, that's um, another interesting story because especially during middle school, um, around the fifth, sixth grades, I know for a long time God was, you know, calling me. Um, however, I never really understood why mm. or I, ne I actually questioned it. Like, was I really, you know, hearing God or were these voices in my head just you know, things that I was specifically coming up with. Right. And while being in the church, I've heard countless sermons um, where the preachers have said, you know, God can talk to you. God will speak to you. Um, I've obviously heard, you know, infamous stories like the story of Samuel in the Bible, where he, right. he heard God's voice. Mm -hmm. However, I never truly experienced that. Mm -hmm. but there was always a certain tug that I felt um, and I just didn't know where it was coming from. And I guess there was also um, fear played, hmm, fear played a major role in it too. Um, right. I remember vividly thinking to myself that whenever God called for, called someone in the Bible, mm -hmm. he didn't grant them an easy task, right? right? Um, Jonah was the prime example for me. Um, that story wasn't one of my favorite stories because I felt as though that, you know, if God can do this for Jonah and could ask this of Jonah, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what says he can't ask the same of me or a friend or family or anyone, right. to be honest. And I never really wanted to be that person because, yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> Looking I, at his, I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think none of us want to be Jonah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Going to a um, a strange land and having to preach to um people that basically rejected God. Right. It's not an easy task, and obviously, I didn't I didn't really think that God was going to give me the exact same task, like you know, travel mm -hmm. to Asia and go preach for him. Right. However, I knew the task wouldn't be easy, so I kind of tried to push it away from my head up until one point where, um, coincidentally, the story that um, I really, you know, didn't like, um, a pastor came and preached for us um, at my previous church. And um, I remember it like it was yesterday because I was kind of drifting in, drifting in and out um, of the sermon. Mm. while I was sitting on the pews. Right. My parents always sat like in the front row, but I was always, <laughs> I was always drifting in and out of the wow. sermon. Right. I have my um, pen as my parents for paper mm. and I'd love, I love doodling. Um, either that or I was knocked out on the pews. Okay. So I remember drifting in and out of sleep and the pastor said something that basically woke me up, shook me. He said, a lot of us 
um, sitting here, a lot of you guys in the congregation um, are like Jonah. Mm. You guys have been called by God. Mm. Um, and you guys, instead of accepting the call, you guys are running away. And that shook me. I, I remember right. I remember sitting there and you know there were chills. I felt chills because obviously it was something I was trying to push away from my head. Right. And right. All of a sudden right. I've heard the story numerous times, but all of a sudden the pastor's like I almost felt as though like he was specifically talking to me and he was right, right, right. Did, did, you, at, did you did you think he was looking at you too when you opened your eyes? I didn't I, I remember I remember specifically, I didn't want to make eye contact. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to push it out of right, my head. Right. I was trying to focus on the food that I had waiting for me at home after. Right. after. <laughs> like, I was trying every single um, wow. tactic to um, basically ignore it. But, you know, he stepped down from the stage. Oh. Got really intimate with the, um, the crowd and... Right. Who's just saying a lot of you guys just looking around and again I'm not making eye contact with you. <laughs> a lot of you guys are running away from um, God's calling. Right, right. And um I remember leaving the church going we always went to my grandmother's house um to have our Sabbath lunch and I couldn't focus on my food. And my grandmother's food is really good. Really, really good. Um, but I, I couldn't focus and I remember making the conscious decision um, to stop running. I felt as though that was a bit too clear, mm -hmm. right? The voices in my head could have been anything in my opinion. Right, right. But I felt as though what the pastor said was a bit too clear and um, I didn't want to keep running. And fear did play into that also because I did remember what took place to Jonah. What took place when Jonah um decided to run? Right, right, um, right. Obviously, he didn't end up in the best situation. No, nope. exactly, nope. <laughs> exactly. So, mm. Yes, so I decided um there's no point of running from God. I believe God existed, so there was no point. He's omnipresent. I can't run away. Mm. So I decided to ask God what His plan was for my life. And why, you know, I just always felt that tug from him. Right. And, um, you know, fast forwarding to my high school years, um, that's when I felt as though that my calling became apparent. Right. Uh, and I felt as though God was calling me um, to actually be a light um, for my classmates, uh, my friends, and um, basically trying to get pull them closer to God. Um, I felt as though God was trying to use me as a vessel right. so that others could also be introduced to him. Like I said before, I did attend, I am attending um, an events institution. However, just because you attend an events institution doesn't mean you have the best um, relationship with God. Right. Obviously, you know, we have devotions during class. Right. But that doesn't make the difference. A lot of times, you know, I hear, you know, parents say, you know, I want to send my kids to these certain schools because it's just going to automate. It's going to magically happen. Like they're just going to become closer to God. Right. Mm -hmm. What I believe first, you know, obviously, in my opinion, it starts at home. Yes. And then 
that doesn't necessarily them going to an institution like that doesn't necessarily mean they'll have the best relationship it just means they may know more right about him god yeah. than mm -hmm. other people right so i decided to you know you know start speaking with friends um open up on different topics um i started you know making um short videos um i met josh Josh Callwood yeah. um, mm -hmm. at GMA. Right. Um, when I arrived at GMA, he was in his junior year. Mm -hmm. um, in his junior year, we spoke, but not that much. I grew closer to him when he was graduating around his senior year. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And yeah. I felt as though that God also placed him in my life. Um, because just, you know, looking at, I guess, an upperclassman, um, really taking the time to devote himself um, to God, even though we were both personally struggling. Well, let me speak for myself, but um, right, right. <laughs> I, I just know, um, you know, I was still struggling um, during my high school years. Right. But, you know, seeing someone else, at least that's not perfect, but is placing the effort right. uh, into right. trying to take those next steps. Right. It really, really encouraged me um, because it's it's not it's it's kind of rare to be honest to see you know kids um around that age decide to take that next step in their right. spiritual yeah that's yeah. true yeah that's true yeah. so yes um we started hosting um certain bible studies um started you know just having those kind of tough conversation with friends and everything mm -hmm. and they were a bit more receptive because it's it's people they know right. rather than you right. know simply right. sitting Mm -hmm. Yeah, sitting on a pew and listening to someone that, mm -hmm. you know, you may see from Sabbath to Sabbath if it's your pastor. Mm -hmm. However, there is no real connection. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they're a bit more receptive when it's someone your age mm -hmm. or um, when someone that may not be your age actually take a step back and instead of, you know, condemning you, they try to basically show you that hey you know i went through these things too right right yeah. and being relatable is is something that i've learned along the years that um have gone far when it um comes to helping the youth um grow closer to god yes so that that was basically the biggest step in my life that calling finally answering the calling and yes to yeah. where i'm at Wow. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And and that's amazing because I know uh Josh been on my testimony before mm -hmm. and he shared with us he went through a similar experience where, you know, coming towards his senior year, that's when he made that transition. Mm -hmm. And it's um it's 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 a wonderful thing that you met him around that same mm -hmm. time and you guys were able to iron sharpen at iron. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. you guys were able to to rub off on each other, and um, and I know you guys you guys are working on some um some stuff together. Tell us a little bit about your ministry, like your podcast and stuff. What do you guys do together? Right. So going back to um, actually, you know, relating to the youth and um, basically granting them that opportunity to you know find God and whatnot. Um, Josh and I basically. Not only Josh and I, but Josh um, and I, Brandon, a couple of us, you know, we just decided that the best way to basically get the youth to 
be interested, right, is to use the platforms that, you know, they're on the most. Mm -hmm. right? And um, so we decided to um, start up um, uh, a podcast ministry that's in the works right now. Right. Um, we we basically started something like that um, last year over the summer. Right. However, um, we took a step back because Josh, you know, obviously attending Southern. Right. So that was a transitional um, period in his life. Right. And he had a lot um, to think about and everything. So now we're um, basically reorganizing ourselves to um, relaunch it. And now that we've had, um, you know, Brandon helping out, which has a lot of, he has a lot of experience when it comes to, um, you know, Right. Yeah, production. Mm -hmm. I, I have little to no experience when it comes to that. I just, right. I mean, place me on a platform and I'll speak. But um, yeah, you, you're, you're in front of the camera, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Brandon, Brandon and Dominique Brandon you, and everybody man. has got you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and it's it's something that I've always been impressed by. Um, right. Because, you know, what takes place behind the scenes, like people tend to focus on, you know, who's speaking. Mm -hmm. However, you know, nothing would really be possible um, without those right. um, actually aiding us behind the scenes. So we have a couple of projects um, that we're working on. Um, I mentioned the podcast. Um, you guys have done you guys have done some uh, Instagram um, live stuff and I've been on those and they're, they're just amazing, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. The Instagram lives, um, you know, actually, you know, speaking on a couple of topics. Um, we tend to basically try to cater to what, um, you know, we feel as though the youth are struggling with. Mm, right. um, obviously, it's always good to talk about the fundamentals, but mm -hmm. right. most of us, tough. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. most of us, especially those who, you know, have grew, um, grew in the church and everything, we already know, you know, the simple concepts of, you know, God loves us. Or, you know, we've heard a million times that Jesus is returning soon. Mm -hmm. And we felt as though that that's those are concepts that, you know, obviously we have to always remember, um, remember to focus on. However, there are a lot of things that we don't get to discuss um, in the church. Right. or sometimes are overlooked mm -hmm. and those are the things we try to focus on right right so that um you know there there is a learning um, there is learning taking place because with the other subjects um usually nine times out of ten um they are really familiar with that already right right country, country. Yeah. What, what, what are some of the things, um, cause you're 18, you know, um, right. myself and Dom been 18, what, long time long ago. Time. <laughs> and it's, it's a different times now, you know, it's a totally different. Yeah. Times. We, we, we grew up in the eighties and, um, but now we're in, you know, 2021, 2020. And what, what are some of the things that you see that the, the people your age are struggling with, the youth are struggling with now? Um, so there are, there are some things that have um, followed because, you know, speaking, I, I love actually speaking with um, those who are older than me. Mm -hmm. I think it's something my grandmother instilled in me because obviously, you know, they've gone through all those experiences. So what's 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 the matter with, you know, grabbing, um, you know, some nuggets here and there mm -hmm. and applying in your life. So I've spoken to a lot of um, older people and 
some of those things that they've dealt with, we are dealing with now. Mm. And there are a couple of, you know, new things. Um, like, <clears throat> I feel those generation still, you know, struggles with um, things like, you know, substance abuse. Right. Um, mm -hmm. um, and there's just, you know, there's um, sexual integrity and everything mm. like that. Right. Um, there's also, I feel as though nowadays, it may be worse now, we kind of struggle with a lot of, um, when it comes to things like anxiety mm. and just, um, you know, there's, we're a bit more open now when it comes to depression, because I know um, in the years past, when you heard things like anxiety or just, you know, depression and going through things like that, right um i felt as though it was kind of pushed aside it was either like mm -hmm. you don't know what you're talking about like right, right. <laughs> i mean what what stress you right. have no stress, or what anxiety or it's either that or they basically consider you um someone that needs to be in a psych unit right right oh yeah so, oh you're not oh you're not spiritual you don't know god that's why you're going exactly to exactly so um, now those are, I think, the three main things. Um, and another thing that really followed us to is a lot of us tend to nowadays after high school, mm -hmm. since we go to college, right. um, leaving the Lord or just forgetting about, you know, um, Christ, mm. it, it's definitely a big one. And I know it's not only for our generation because I've, um, I've spoke with many individuals um i spoke to um elder nick right uh, and you know just him giving him him giving me um his story about you know his friends and people like that just leaving the church right. because you yeah. you basically leave your parents for a while mm -hmm. um four years or longer even though you're coming back home but most of your time is spelt, spent um in a different town different state Right. So you don't really have your parents there telling you, hey, you know what, wake up, go to church. Right. Um, right. Wake up, attend this. So and at that stage in your life, you feel as though that, you know, it's time for me to make my own decision. So a mm -hmm. lot of them kind of forget God. So that's something that I know we're definitely struggling with. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 And, and um, yeah, our generation, we, we did struggle with that, too. Um, you know, I remember even myself personally, I I never left the church uh, physically, but I left mentally and, and spiritually. I, I would still go to church, but I wasn't there. So you, right. you have you have the people like me, you know, born and raised, same like you and um, growing up in the church. But at a stage in my life, I left um, spiritually and mentally, but physically I was still at church. So, right. you know, yeah, yeah so... It comes down to, to your relationship with God. And sometimes I, I feel as if we, we are taught to, um, to have a relationship with the church first and then have a relationship with God, but it should be the other way around. We need to have a relationship with, with God and then the church. So Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, know, um, I know just quickly, um, like you said, that, that was actually something very, very important um and sometimes actually i have been not overwhelmed but what i can say is i felt a pressure because mm -hmm. when you take that responsibility to you know basically be a vessel for god and people take notice of that 
Yeah. You have to expect that, you know, some people will approach you and ask you tough questions. Absolutely. And that really caught me off guard because, you know, I'm still, I'm still, I just turned, well, it's been a couple months now, November turned 18. Right. But, you know, I, I don't feel like an adult yet. I'm still, you know, <laughs> learning a lot of things. So right. when people my age, you know, approach me um, and ask questions sometimes, I, I definitely feel overwhelmed sometimes because I don't want to lead, lead them astray. Right. Usually um, the first thing I kind of tell them is, listen, um, no matter what I tell you, um, first and foremost, pray about it and ask God about it. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes, you know, they want the experience and they want the advice, you know, from someone that they actually know and uh, they can, you know, relate to mm -hmm. and everything. And what you said reminded me about that because I've had um, people approach me and ask me things like, you know, man, I don't, I don't really know about this whole God thing or this mm -hmm. whole church thing. Right. Um, what do you advise me to do? And like you said, what I always tell them is, listen, at the end of the day, the the sanctuary, the church, like you going every Saturday mm -hmm. or because um, I have or Sundays, because I know I have other um, friends that attend um, Sunday churches. I said right. the the building itself isn't what, you know, really establishes that connection. Right. Um, right. I mean, it, it's just a place. Obviously, you know, it's a place that we pray in. It, it's, you know, a place that we consider, um, you know, you know, holy and whatnot. However, remember that it's it's a hospital. Like everyone's going there yes. because um, they want God to, you know, yes. perform, um, you know, some spiritual spiritual healing. So I always tell them, focus on your relationship with God rather than your relationship with the church. Yeah. Like you said, um, yeah. so yeah, powerful, powerful. Wow. Yep. Awesome. So yeah, Lemuel, yeah. we're we're definitely gonna keep uh, praying Very for you. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. By the way, you you um you you you're the youngest um person on my testimony. We never we never had we never teenager. had a, oh, yeah we never had a teenager. So, yeah. so um. So welcome Thank for that, because jo Josh was already in his twenties, no, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh was exactly twenty now. Yeah, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, right. So mm -hmm. yeah, you're eighteen. So um, yeah. this is this is very special for us to know that we we had the um the youngest um guest yet on my testimony. <laughs> yes. So where so where are you planning to go to school? Um, actually, um, Andrews University is really yes. Okay. What do you want I to read do? recently visited um i'm going i'm majoring in biology and then awesome. um by the grace of god hopefully going into um pre-med pre right. um, nice. okay nice. are you going to do a little bit awesome. of theology too right <laughs> um actually i i've always told people that i i'm always like you know i'm very interested in it the title of being a pastor i don't know if i'm you know ever gonna truly have that right I've told people, listen, um, whatever God's plan is for my life is exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. happen. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of people have told me, like, you know, just go into theology. And I said, if if God, if that's what God tells me to do, and I, you know, really took the time to listen to Him, I have no problem, no problem right. at all. Of course. And and what's very powerful, man, is a pastor and a doctor. You know, yeah. missionary, missionary. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, to be honest, that's that's where I'm kind of going with this. Um, I've always felt as though that um, I can't really see myself. And when I tell people this, it kind of surprises them. I can't see myself really in uh, just in a hospital setting right, or right. just in a um, clinical setting. I just I feel as though that obviously I am impacting, you know, those lives, those um, the lives of patients. However, I kind of want to go deeper into it. And like you said, um, missionary work is something that I'm looking into. I, I love traveling also. So, um, you know, traveling, going, doing missionary work, partnering with um, organizations. Yeah. I have a lot of things in my head. Hopefully, uh, you know, <laughs> God kind of steers me on the right path. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, we just um, just stay close to God, Lemuel, mm. and um, lean not onto your own understanding. You know, in all all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path, man. Exactly. So, we'll exactly. definitely keep praying for you yep. and your family. Mm. Uh, we're proud of you, and we're proud to know that you're part of our church. Absolutely. Thank you very um, much. Yeah, it's mm. it's a it's a blessing to have you around, man. Always yeah. always enjoy. Having these conversations, conversations with you, yeah, you know, so. likewise. And, uh, and I know the uh, the young people at Plantation, as you said, they, they look up to you. Mm. Um, don't feel pressured by it though, mm. as they look up to you, you look up to God, and you'll be all right. Okay, yeah. exactly. All right, all right. Hi, right, then. So, right. Dawn, you're gonna pray sure. to close us out. Right. I mean, Father, we thank you so much for this powerful testimony. As Lemuel goes forward, Lord, I know that you will keep on directing his path. And as you've always spoken to him, I ask that you continue to keep him close to you. Help him with everything that he goes forward to do. He's coming up to finishing his senior year. And as he goes to a new adventure with you in at Andrews, I pray that you'll continue to help him to do the things that you put him here to do. Continue to be with his family. Continue to be with all the young people as they listen to this. And those that he communes with, that he talks to, that he does his podcasts with, whoever it is, Lord, that he would still continue to be a light for you. And help us all, Lord, to be encouraged and inspired to keep serving you so we can be ready to meet you. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Lemuel. So thank you again for, for, for being the, young, the youngest guest the on youngest, my test. My testimony guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know what, man? We, we, I still, we, we still, you still owe me a game of basketball, man. Um, Tevin told oh, me about yeah. you, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he didn't hype me up, especially now quarantine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, afterwards, oh, man, we're gonna get out there, man. So, hopefully, <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't played in a long time, and hopefully, I don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right so thank you again for, yeah, thank for um you. for coming on and uh god bless you man all right take care, take care.